Veronica Ortiz Rivera's worst nightmare came true November 16, 2010. When her doorbell rang at Camp Lejeune in Jacksonville, North Carolina, three men were standing outside, two U.S. Marines and one man wearing a U.S. Navy uniform. At first, she didn't know why they were there, but reality set in when one of them said, we need to speak with you regarding your husband. May we come inside? In this heartfelt story about grief, family, and appreciating our nation's heroes, she recalls hearing the devastating news that her husband, Javier Ortiz Rivera, had been killed in Afghanistan by an improvised explosive device and how she broke the news to her children. In this book, she celebrates the memory of her husband, their love, and how her family stuck together during the most difficult of times. Drawing on their faith, they continue to honor their hero through how they live their lives. Written by Veronica Ortiz Rivera and Jared Lasky. You can purchase a paperback, hardcover, or ebook of Veronica's Hero online from Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Lulu.com, or the Apple Store. Right before Jesus ascended into heaven, he gave his disciples the Great Commission, promising them the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 1 verse 8, Jesus said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. With the Holy Spirit as your teacher, Jared Lasky developed a new Bible study journaling system that is sure to equip you in your adventure with God. The Spirit-Empowered Journal offers life-changing steps that will enhance your biblical studies. This journal will not only help you know how God spoke in the Scripture, but also what He is speaking to you now. This is an incredible approach to Bible study, empowering your spiritual journey. Your relationship with the Holy Spirit and understanding of the Scriptures will increase as you use the Spirit-Empowered Journal. Buy your paperback copy on Amazon.com or FirebornMinistries.com. Welcome to Adventures in God with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in God. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. It was actually a few months after this that you and I met. And you're on this adventure. I'm on an adventure. I've actually successfully failed at church planting. Which is uh, easy to do. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Lessons learned. Yeah. I had been part of a failed church merger, and I'd actually had power and love on the merger plan after all these steps were supposed to take place. But after facing a, some severe adversity, and then being led by the Holy Spirit and getting out of that situation, we'd met through a mutual friend. Mm -hmm. And he's like, call Scott. And I was like, I think you called me first. Okay. Like within Yeah, minutes. he gave me your number. Right. And then you and I started talking and I just mentioned I write for God TV. I'm trying to do this church plant and this is a situation. We're looking for a new space and mm -hmm. your dojo was available which was amazing. So thanks again for that. And you said, have you ever heard of Todd White? I said, yes. And you said, you want to do a power and love? I said, so do I. And you say, you need to be here. 
And so we scheduled a meeting and within a few months, I successfully closed the church. We, mm-hmm. We'd lumped it along, but we closed it. But I knew that power and love, we were supposed to work on it. And so we pretty much squeezed the trigger mm-hmm. September. Yeah. So what has God been doing as we're on this adventure for Virginia Beach Power and Love? Oh, this is so exciting. So we have compiled together a group of 75 probably 76 by now, 75, 76 pastors, churches, ministry leaders, business people that are all working together for unity to bring power and love to Virginia Beach, to bring Todd White's ministry here, bring Todd and the team. The amazing thing is when power and love comes in, nobody's face is on it. There's no big church that's sponsoring it. Nobody gets to plug their thing at Power and Love. There's no vendors. It is not about that. You know what? It's all about Jesus. That's right. It's not even about Todd. It's Jesus. Todd is amazing, but he's incredibly reclusive. He doesn't behave like a celebrity. He behaves like a regular person and uh, just amazing things that I've learned from working with them. But the point is we have cobbled together (laughs) over the last year. 75 very disparate groups that are all working together to bring power and love here. And the unity that we're seeing in the body of Christ. Yes, we have the Charismatics and the Pentecostal churches, but we also have more mainstream. You know, we also have business owners. We also have people, you know, we have African-American churches and we have Caucasian churches and we have Filipino and we have churches that might not normally play nicely together. They're all coming together for the, for the specific reason that they want to see revival. I think that the listener needs to understand this is unheard of in this community. We might be the land of CBN, of Regent University, of some mega churches, but most people want to brand it, put their face on it. Mm-hmm. But God has raised up Scott here to be the host, the lead of Virginia Beach Power and Love. And seeing 75 churches, ministries, parachurch ministries to be part of this, that is a miracle. As he's saying, a lot of these churches don't play nice. They want to be solo. They might have the resources to do their own thing. But guys, this is a miracle. And this is through my friend Scott. So as I'm getting, I'm meeting these people and these different pastors, I have a couple of them come up to me when I first meet them. And they say, do you know the prophecies over this region? I said, no, because I don't. I am an outlier, guys. You have to appreciate, nobody has really ever gotten me, okay? So I am a high-level martial artist that is a Christian. So the martial artists don't get me because of the Christian thing, and the Christians don't get me because of the martial arts thing. I'm a lawyer who's a Christian. The lawyers don't get me because why are you not practicing law? Why did you go into this nonprofit thing? That's silly. Accumulate all the student loan debt of a law degree and then not practice law? They don't get me. The the business people don't quite get me because I'm doing this odd Christian martial arts thing, which they don't know how to triangulate all that. And nobody has really ever gotten me. I'm really an outlier. Here's what God did with that. Because of that, I'm not the pastor of a big church, so other pastors are not threatened by me. Business owners can appreciate, Christian business owners can appreciate my success, which is uniquely something God has done here. So the Lord used me, an outlier Christian karate guy, to bring all this together. Isn't it just like him to use the weak things of the world? And that's what he's done. So I can't take credit for this. I can just say I've been obedient 
And so they say, have you heard the prophecies over this region? I say, no. They say, oh, yes, some of these date back more than 400 years. What? The foundation of the nation. <laughs> I laugh as I say this because, yes, in 1606, the first English settlers come over here. They float across the Atlantic. They get off the ship take a long boat and land on First Landing State Park in Virginia Beach before they go to before they go down the James River to Jamestown. And the clergyman, his name's Robert Hunt, gets off the boat, goes up on shore, dedicates this land to the propagation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he says that the fire would begin here in Virginia Beach on this land. He didn't call it Virginia Beach. They called it Virginia right after the queen. But the fire would burn from this spot on the beach and that the gospel would go forth across this nation. Then he takes a, a, a mast off the ship, fashions it, cuts it in half, fashions it into the shape of a cross and plants it on the beach right there. Taking a mast down is like pulling some pistons out of your engine. You're not going home easily. So there was a commitment level there, right? So they tell me this story. They also tell me stories of the Bishop John Jimenez, who prophesied over this region at the 400th anniversary of that in 2007, prophesied that there will be a nationwide revival that would start from Virginia Beach. It would burn up the East Coast, down the East Coast, and all the way across to the West, the way the Jesus movement went West to East in the 1960s. This would go East to West. I got more. I can keep going. People are saying they're coming to me and they're having, I had a dream. I had a dream of a bomb went off in Virginia Beach. I'm thinking, that's not good. He says, oh no, it was a bomb of the Holy Spirit and it burned up and down the East Coast and all the way to the West Coast. And there were like golden bullets and missiles going out from Virginia Beach. I say, okay, what do you think that means? He says, we're a military town. This is where the military power and might of America is. The Lord is going to use this place not to have missiles and bombs of man, but to have the missiles and bombs of the Holy Spirit and the power of Jesus Christ is going to go out from Virginia Beach. I say, okay, do you want to be a co-sponsor? He says, yes. And we have 75 of those. It's amazing. Yes, it's been an amazing adventure on my end as well, just to be a part of this wild ride. We are currently meeting, our board meetings, I believe are very prophetic. We've seen signs and wonders and healings and miracles, prophetic words, words of knowledge take place in the meetings themselves or even in the home meetings where we worship. You know, God, having God encounters, making, you know, praying into this power and love Virginia Beach. But where we're meeting for the boardrooms every other week, it's Dominion Tower. Now, I'm not always the guy who, who sees signs and wonders and everything, or, you know, that stop sign means something to me, you know, that kind of a thing. But Dominion Tower, God has given us dominion to walk as sons and daughters of the King across the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. The earth is groaning for the manifestations of the, the sons, sons of God yeah. and walking in the dominion and authority of the Holy Spirit. So we're meeting at Dominion Tower. So that's one prophetic symbol. And then one day, Jimmy, who's, who's on the team, the core team, he mentions that we're near the nautical mile marker zero, the nautical mile marker zero for the whole East Coast that goes from north and south, just blocks away from that. If 
I think all. we could see it from the window. You could look down and see the marker. Like, here's the zero mark. Jimmy, you're right. Jimmy's a lifelong sailor. Uh, he knows this stuff. I don't know that stuff. But yeah, he points down from the boardroom on one of our first couple meetings. He's like, you see that marker down there? That's mile marker zero. And he tells us the story. And we're just praying into this revival. That's we're amazing. praying into the prophecies. We're praying into the history. We're redigging the wells, if you will, and seeing God move in power. So would you mind describing maybe just an encounter in that boardroom? Yeah, well, all of our boardroom meetings, that's miraculous in itself because we got a free boardroom basically at our convenience whenever we want in one of the most prestigious buildings in downtown Norfolk overlooking the river. It's a beautiful facility. They're like, yeah, come on in. You can have it. How much would people normally rent that out for? I don't know. But for us, we get carte blanche whenever we want. Thank you, Jesus. That's a miracle, right? (laughs) Then, of course, we're overlooking that spot. What's really exciting is, remember I said in the beginning of this, that when you're just walking in your identity, the Lord actually brings people to you. You don't have to strive. You don't have to strain. In fact, the word says um, that we're not supposed to strive for any. We're only supposed to strive for one thing. We're supposed to strive to enter his rest. That's the only thing we're supposed to strive for, which is amazing. So strive to enter his rest. So we don't have to go and stir it up and make it happen. When we're walking in our identity, connected to the Lord, he brings people to us. And there have been several people that have just come to the boardroom. And they have said, like, just Friday, a woman came in. She said, my mother has severe neuropathy. That's a tingling and loss of feeling in her feet. She has diabetes. Uh, She has, you know, a lot of negatives with that, a lot of pain, discomfort. She wants to go on this trip, and she's afraid she's not going to be able to go because she can't walk. Could you pray for my mom? Of course. So we stop our board meeting. We sit the lady down in a chair. All five or six of us, we all pray over. We take turns, command the body to be healed, command the neuropathy to leave, command new nerves, whatever, whatever comes to mind on the authority of Jesus Christ. And by the time we left, you know, if she was at a 10 in her discomfort, by the time we left, it went from a 10 to a 6 to a 5. So it's slowly going away. And I always say to her, hey, don't be nice to us. Be really honest. This is not about us. It's about Jesus. And she says, no, I really, it's about half of what it used to be. That was just on Friday a week ago. So, and we have testimonies of other people. I I think we had a woman who had a blood disorder that was healed in the building. We didn't pray for her. Angelic visitations, they were saying. This is new to me. People know that we're praying for the place and they know the atmosphere has changed. And we know that that's the atmosphere of heaven. Yeah, there was, um, we had a team meeting and we actually had some folks in town from Lifestyle Christianity, some of the leadership. And one of their kind of, um, just a guy, a guy that has ministered with them before he came into town to be part of it that, that weekend, he ended up praying for one of the staff there at Dominion Tower who he had a word of knowledge for him that his hip hurt. And the guy says, yes, in fact, my hip and my back hurts. Uh, This guy's name was Adam. And Adam says, you know, sometimes that's because you have one leg that's a little shorter than the other. It's not uncommon. We're not symmetrical. But if you do have one leg a little shorter, it's going to torque out your hip and your knee and your back and all that. Can I check? So Adam sits this man down. The man was a Catholic. He was weirded out, but he went with it. And Adam 
sits him down, pushes his hips way back in a chair, holds his feet in his hands, in his palms, and notices that his ankle bones don't line up. They're off by three quarters of an inch or so. And he says, yeah, see right here, you're, you want one leg's a little shorter than the other. I just kind of watched this. I was kind of doing business and you don't want to make it weird and have more people jump in. But, you know, I was watching this. Adam prays for the man. His leg grows out right there before our eyes. His ankle bones line up. His leg is now, we watched it. His pain goes away in his hip right there. And the amazing thing on that is we got some follow-up a couple days later because our man Jimmy, who works there, knows these people. And after the leg grows out, Adam prays for this man. Adam says, is there anybody else in your family that needs prayer? He says, yeah, my brother does. So Adam prays for his brother, who's not obviously not even there. Uh, apparently this man has some form of cancer or some blood problem or pancreas. Apparently, and then we get a testimony a day or two later, Jimmy comes to us and says, hey, that guy's brother, he went to the doctor the, you know, on the Monday after this. They can find no trace of whatever was going on. His pancreas thing is healed on the authority of that prayer. So how many line, how many like rings is that? You know, we're praying in this boardroom. Adam just happens to come into town. Adam prays for a worker in the building whose leg gets healed, asks to pray for the worker's brother who gets healed in another state. This is amazing. And, and I guess I share all that just to say, you know, normally you would not know all this. Normally, you just pray for the person. And let's say you don't see his leg grow out, but you pray for him, you pray for his family. You go about your business. You would never know all these things are happening. See, the word says that these signs will follow those who believe. They will lay their hands on the sick and they'll recover. They will cast out devils in my name. This is all Mark, Mark 16. These signs will follow those who believe. So I just want to encourage you, you are not going to see it. And I believe that that is actually a gift because we are human. And if we see it and we start seeing it regularly, there will be a temptation to think that that is of us. And that is evil, sinful, satanic, idolatrous, all of the negatives. So what the Lord does is they follow us. They're in our wake. We don't see them. We walk away and they happen behind us. But once in a while, the Lord in his beauty and his grace, he lets us see some of these. Yeah, and actually, I'd like to share one final story okay. as we're drawing to a close of this adventure in God. This last Friday, we were at the boardroom and we were praying. And I gave a quick testimony of how I saw a friend of mine receive healing healing prayer through a text message I'd sent them. They told me they had pneumonia and stomach issues. And I said, I believe, and I took a step of faith. You read this prayer out loud, lay hands on your lungs, pray this prayer that I just texted you out loud and you'll be healed. They said that they were. So I remember sharing that. And then... You did. You told us that story. And then I left the meeting because yeah. we were drawn to a close. Yeah. I go get a haircut and the stylist is new age, but I get words of knowledge for her. She gets a healing in her right foot. And then I go to a meeting of a, a man I'd never met, but you know him. And then I'd like you to pick up from there Okay, with that story. So this man that you had never met, but I had met one other time, uh, I was speaking at a 
seminary and he came up to me at the end. I was speaking on go do what Jesus did, that Jesus didn't come to show us what he could do, but he would show us what we would do. And like a good sensei, I use martial arts terms because that's my business. Like a good sensei, he said, let me show you how. I'll show you what it looks like. You go try. I'll fix you. I'll tweak it. I'll help you. You go practice. I'm going to go over there. I'm going to go away. You keep practicing. That's the way martial arts is taught. So we are to go do what Jesus did. He didn't come to show us what he could do, but what we would do. So this man comes up to me after that and he says, can you please pray for me, brother? He tells me a story. He had some just dramatic bad things that have happened to him in his life. And uh, we became friends. We spent a little time together one day. He texts me after this board meeting last Friday. And he says to me, Brother Scott, could you please pray for me? I had Bell's palsy. And, uh, you know, that's um, kind of like a mini stroke. It affects your face. And he said, I, I'm losing vision in my left eye, or I think it's left eye. I'm seeing flashes of light. And uh, this has been going on for a while. Can you please pray for my eyes? I said, yes. Well, he texted me this. I'm in an airport. I'm about to board a plane to fly. And so it wasn't really a convenient place to talk on the phone. So I just hammered out a text to him. And I hammered out a text that said something like, Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for complete healing in Sonny's eye right now. I be healed, all lights stop, flashing lights stop now on the authority of Jesus Christ. I set send, and there it goes. And about three or four minutes later, I get a text back from him. I have a time stamp on it because you can tell with your text when you sent it. Uh, I know I sent the text at 1240, and at 1243, I got a response. And the response was, Thank you. It's all stopped. My vision is better. I, you know, it's all gone. I knew that you were going to get together with him Mm -hmm. because he told me I'm waiting for brother Jared. So I knew that you were about to see him. I said, Hey, tell Jared what God just did with your eye. So I walk into this meeting and I meet him for the first time ever. And he testifies to this. And I was like, this is divine. This was Jesus. That was an amazing adventure in my life that I got to see the fruit of my brother's prayer via text message. Mm -hmm. And that was the first text message miracle you've seen? Oh, yeah. That was the first time I've ever seen that. But it's the beginning of more. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's the first one. But I just want to be really clear. You know what? It's not about magic words. There's no magic words. You can go on my Facebook page. You can I put uh, a screenshot of the text message, the thread from Sonny asking for a prayer, the prayer that I typed out and his response with the timestamps so people can see it, not because it's about me, but because at my heart, I am a teacher and I want to show you same thing, not what Jesus did, but what Jesus showed that you would do. I'm just going to model it. I'll just show you. Now go do it. Go do the same thing. Doing what Jesus did, because there may be someone who's questioning the validity of this one testimony. Oh, like, yeah. They might believe all the other testimonies, oh, yeah. but this one specifically. Well, let's look at the New Testament. How many times did Jesus stand in one location and declare healing over someone in a completely different location? Yeah. And then the truth is that person was healed in that moment. Mm-hmm. Guys, you can do that. Do what Jesus did. I hope you've enjoyed this adventure in God with my friend Scott Gilbert. 
Scott, what is one final thing that you would like to tell anybody who's listening in today who may be questioning their identity? Awesome. Yes. This is my one thing now, guys. I used to preach for years and I had lots of different topics and now I have one. Here's my one. Jesus didn't come to show you what he could do, but like a good teacher, he came to show you what you would do. Now, it's not because there's anything in you. It is only because of what the Lord will do through you. And that comes from sonship and that comes from identity. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to open up Ephesians chapter one. I want you to lay it open and I want you to pray this prayer. I want you to say, Father, show me who I am. Show me who I am with your heart position of show me who I really am. And you will find things. You will read things in there like, before the creation of the world, I chose you to be holy and blameless in my sight. That's how he sees you. You can't change the way somebody else sees you. He sees you as holy and blameless in his sight if you are a believer, if you believe in Jesus. So that means that because of Jesus's sacrifice, I can be back in the garden as if I never ate the apple because Jesus came to restore all things. He came to restore the kingdom back to the Father. We gave it away. See, the Father gave us dominion. You can read this in Genesis. Dominion over the entire creation. The birds of the air, the fish of the sea, all that. What did we do with it? We gave our authority and our dominion away through disobedience. We gave it to the snake. And he's called the, the prince of this world. Well, Jesus came to restore all things. It says in 1 John 3, 8, the son of God was revealed to destroy the works of the devil. I can get behind that. And I just encourage you. We just stand in the reality of our son or daughtership, move in the dominion authority that Jesus paid a price for from Genesis and we command the body, we don't command God, we command the, the body to be healed, we command the, the eyes to see again on the authority of Jesus Christ, when you step out in faith and you believe that you are who the Bible says you are, the Holy Spirit shows up. Amen. What is the best way for our listeners to connect with you and your ministry? My ministry is Savior Martial Arts. You Google that, you will get us here in Virginia Beach. You can follow me on Facebook. I go by my title in the martial arts school. Headmaster is Soke in Japanese. That's what all my students call me. I don't have a name. I have a title. So you can find me at S-O-K-E. That's Soke C. Scott Gilbert on Facebook. And I like to post testimonies of people that get healed because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. It's not about me. It's just saying, God, do it again. And he does. So if you want to follow some of those, I am just a regular guy. I'm just like you. I'm not super spiritual. I'm not a celebrity. I'm just a business owner who knows he's a son. And you can do the exact same thing I can. And it'll totally transform your life. Thank you so much, Scott, for sharing your true stories of adventures in God. The whole time, my hands have been on fire. So thank you so much. It was an honor to have you here, my friend. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation and adventures in God. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own adventures in God.